This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Thursday, September the 29th, 2016. Good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour, live on a rainy Thursday morning here in the Valley of the Sun. I'm Joe Jaquint, CEO of this, and just one of the best gold companies in America now, 21 years. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website, at allamericangold.com. Dot com, uh, Just everything you need out there. You can order out there. You get all the news to keep you informed about what really is happening, not only here at home, but all over the globe. Uh, you can listen to the podcast. Make sure you follow us on, on SoundCloud, and, and that way you'll know and get notified exactly when the podcast gets put up every day. You can do that right there at the website at allamericangold.com. I got a bunch of books that you're more than welcome to uh, to order to keep yourself even more informed, and and we'll continue to keep adding to that selection. Uh, Homer's not here today. My my sidekick is having a a little. Uh, we'll call it. A, most people would call it a family reunion, but in Homer's family, it's just him and his brothers, uh, which is uh, I think it's going to be him and, and his five of his brothers. Are, are going to be uh, spending the next few days smoking cigars, playing golf, and probably uh, drinking a lot of tequila. So anyway, I'll be solo here today. I'm a little under the weather. I just hate that. About 3 o'clock last night, I just woke up and wasn't feeling too hot. And, and uh, who knows? Hopefully it'll go away. Hopefully it'll just be a, a quick in and out, and I'll be back to normal Tomorrow, I uh, got a lot of lot of things we can talk about today. Uh, we had the the federal government's revision to second quarter GDP, and you know we, we call it the the extra seasonings revisions to gross domestic product. Even with all of the fake numbers that they use to try to help it, only came in at one point four. So this would be, I'd have to look. I don't know if the Federal Reserve had ever raised interest rates with GDP this low. And it's not just the second quarter, the first quarter, the third quarter, of la- or the fourth quarter of last year. Uh, the third quarter, which is the quarter that's getting ready to end tomorrow. Well, I guess uh, it's the best GDP quarter. You know, when you go back and you look out uh, over the last 10, 15 years, the third quarter, maybe even longer than that, the third quarter is always the best quarter for the gross domestic product number. Even during this horrible recovery, that number's been uh, up as as high as 5%, uh, usually been uh, in the upper fours, the upper threes to upper fours, this time around, it's going to be something in the twos. 
And I, I don't even know if it's going to even be high twos. Maybe it could be low twos. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. But I don't know that it's ever happened. I mean, normally in history, when you look at what the Federal Reserve would be doing, they'd be lowering rates right now. But, hey, nothing makes sense anymore, so why should that matter? The CEO of Wells Fargo is back in front of Congress. His biggest supporter, Warren Buffett, came out on TV and said that he is not calling for drastic changes at the company where I believe, I could be wrong, he's either the biggest shareholder or one of the biggest shareholders. Uh, I'm sure he's devastated by the fact that all of us, well, not all of us, all the, the millions of Wells Fargo uh, depositors that were getting ripped off by the bank that he uh, so proudly owns and comes out on television. You know, it's a great opportunity for him to to be a leader in this financial, I, I, you know, really it's just a this decades-long financial crisis where all of these financial institutions have been running amok all over your retirement accounts, your savings accounts, your IRAs, your 401Ks, setting you up for stuff and charging you fees left and right. Instead, he decided to say, hey, don't worry. I'm happy with what has been going on here. Uh, This morning's Wall Street Journal complaints go past Wells Fargo of course, I talked about this last week. You think Wells Fargo is the only one doing this? I don't care where you bank, especially if you're banking at one of the, you know, the big four: City, J.P. Morgan, Wells, B of A. You better double check to make sure you're not being charged for things you never asked for. Problematic sales practices at banks extends beyond the abuses disclosed this month in the $185 million settlement action against Wells Fargo. According to a new analysis of customer complaints that is maintained by the United States government. Isn't that interesting? I mean, they've known about these complaints, apparently, according to the Wall Street Journal. Right? They've just been... I wonder what they've been doing with them. I mean, at what point does it have to get to for them to finally take some action? It's not like they found out about the 10,000 or 11,000 Wells Fargo complaints just last week. I mean, what what do you think they were doing, like, when they got the first, I don't know, 1,000 complaints? You know, I've been, I'm a small businessman. I work hard to, to not only give you uh, the best news possible, to keep you informed uh, as best as I can, to provide the best service when it comes to the physical delivery of gold and silver. And I won't even tolerate a single complaint. But the government, they're here to help, so don't worry. Patriot Radio News Hour, we'll be back. Patriot Trading Group. A solo double J this morning, 800 I just love this article. I'm reading out of the Wall Street Journal today. And uh, we're finding out that the government has known for, well, I guess forever, 
I don't know about forever, but for a very long time, about not only Wells Fargo, but pretty much all the other banks. But here's what they had to say. Well, customer complaints don't equal illegal conduct. The complaint database run by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau shows that Wells Fargo has not been much of an outlier when it actually comes to complaints associated with cross-selling and other sales abuses. Hmm. I think that's what I told you all a week ago. If you think Wells Fargo's in this by themselves, think again. The analysis of the database by S&P Global Market Intelligence shows that the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, you know what's so funny? I don't even know how to get in touch with the Consumer Protection Financial Bureau. But apparently enough people do. They received 1,576 complaints about Wells Fargo's account management, including how it opened and closed accounts from January 1st of 2015 through September 20th of 2016. And here's what we know. We know that they've received over 11, almost 11,000 complaints just from Wells Fargo alone. So you think about, this is what, a year and not quite nine months? And they received just, you know, 1,576 complaints about account management, including how it opened and closed accounts. That area, which generally corresponds with the recent allegation that Wells Fargo opened unwanted accounts for its customers, generated about, oh, here they go back with their little billion-dollar crap. Well, it's not that bad if you judge it by who we were ripping off. (laughs) You know, all the people we were ripping off didn't have a ton of money in their bank accounts because it only was 1.3 complaints for every billion dollars of deposits. So, therefore, ergo, it's not that bad. Other banks had similar levels of complaints. I wonder where these banks are. Citigroup, 1,722. Bank of America, well, now they don't even give me the number. They just said they were at 1.7 complaints per billion dollars. J.P. Morgan was at 1.1 complaints per million dollars. See, they don't like the, and, and again, why not just tell us how many complaints there are? How many complaints? Have they gotten? And according to, you know, of course, they hide the numbers here, but, I mean, we can do some simple math, right? It's between 1,500 to, say, 2,000 complaints for every one of the four big banks in, what, a year and not quite nine months? Right, let's call it, you know, let's round up. Let's give them the 21 months. In 21 months. 
Americans got in touch. Now, I, like I said, I don't know who you got to be in touch with to even get to this, people. This isn't you calling up your branch manager and yelling at them. I mean, this is somebody actually having to go through the formal complaint process. And it looks like it's happening by the thousands. Now, look like it's a family. I mean, that's what, just in 21 months, every one of the four major big banks had well over a thousand complaints. Well, unless you, you know what, I don't know what exactly uh, J.P. Morgan's was at, but it's probably closer to 1,500 to 2,000 complaints in 21 months. And that's just one little piece. That's just the piece that they find Wells Fargo on. Citigroup says that many of their complaints that the bank received pertain to promotional offers. <laughs> hey, we're running a special. We'd like you to sign up for this special because here's what the special is. We're going to charge you a bunch of fees that you don't really need. But we're looking out for your best interest. This is sickening. You know, you think about it, if you really want to get upset about it, you know, we bailed these people out. None of these guys went to prison. Most of these companies, none of them even lost their job. How did we get rewarded for that generosity? No. Well, I guess they had to pretend to pay back the TARP money, so they had no choice but to go and whack all of us with a bunch of fees that we never asked for. It's incredible. I, I picked the wrong profession. I should have been a banker. Rip people off and actually get caught ripping people off. Right? And what happened? Nothing. I'll go in front of Congress and let them, you know, put a little dog and pony show on, but they're not going to do anything. Right next to that, Right next to that. Now, remember, we talked, we're starting to put all the pieces of the puzzle together. Yesterday, we talked about how on Saturday, the Chinese renminbi is going to be part of the new uh, special drawing rights of the IMF. And, of course, that's the, another step in getting ready for the new electronic currency that's coming. Right? And, and and how they're going to do it, at least, and, and this is just as I'm putting these pieces together. Your Federal Reserve notes will turn into Federal Reserve electronic credit. Federal Reserve credit. And they'll go in and they'll exchange those Federal Reserve credits for the special drawing rights of the IMF by some mathematical formula that they probably won't share with any of us to conduct all international trade business. And you don't have to worry about confiscating people's money if you need to pay your debts. You just adjust the SDR formula, and we'll take care of that all. We'll take care of that for you. Don't worry, everything will be fine. That's on top of the legislation where 
the federal government now is going to act as the new overseer of your IRAs, your 401ks, your annuities. Of course, claiming, and probably rightfully so, that all of us are being taken advantage of. I mean, that's really what their premise is. Hey, listen, we need to get more involved because we don't trust what these financial institutions are doing. Of course, they've been doing it for decades, but apparently now needs to be the time. And actually, that makes sense. Why is now the time? Because it's getting really close to where they're going to need to go to go in there and go get that money. Because it's not going to be a bailout. It's going to be a bail-in. And it's going to be a bail-in of all of these financial institutions. Of course, I've been warning all of you. You better get ready. I mean, January is right around the corner. I mean, starting Saturday, China's in. We're going to start seeing SDR bond sales. We're going to start seeing all kinds of different... uh, Products, for lack of a better term, these SDR products. Matter of fact, China last week already sold SDR bonds. It's already happening. But here's another consolidation being led by the government. And what do I mean by that? You know, Dodd-Frank, the too big to fail, like that was really a, it was a consolidation act. They essentially put thousands and thousands of banks out of business. It just wasn't what we thought it was going to be. Right? We thought they were going to break up these big banks, right, and create, you know, maybe it was a dozen or two dozen smaller banks out of each one of these too-big-to-fail institutions. We would have thought that the number of banks would have risen pretty substantially. Instead, it actually went down by thousands. They didn't end too big to fail. They essentially said, either you're too big or you're going to fail because of the regulations that we passed. So instead of failing, what did these companies do? They sold. These banks just sold out. Now they're doing the same thing in your annuities. Wall Street Journal this morning. Nationwide Mutual Insurance is, a, is acquiring a, an annuities company that specializes in fee-based products. They love those fees. Got to have those fees. A sign of how federal retirement savings rules are starting to transform parts of the financial service industries that relies on commission-paid agents. So here's what you got to know. Right? All of these financial planners and insurance guys and all of those things that are peddling you know, these annuities that are just, well, 
I think they're, they're horrible investments. I mean, they, you talk about gouging of epic proportions. And then, of course, they slap a guarantee on it, right? Hey, we guarantee you. Yeah, right up until all oh, the small print says we don't really have to honor that guarantee. Hundreds of thousands of people have realized this this year. Annuities that they had bought 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Yeah, I know we said that this was all you'd have to pay, but uh, things have changed. Haven't you seen that the federal funds rate that zero? So the Columbus, Ohio Property Casualty and Life Insurance Company is buying Jefferson National Insurance. And this is the start of the trend. We are going to see, again, massive consolidation and the elimination of small companies we're going to get, in other words, these massive annuities companies that they can control. A small group of them will control the majority of all of your money, all of your wealth. As insurers of annuities that are market marketed to financial advisors who prefer fee-based compensation arrangements with their clients, rather than sales commission. The companies, which aren't disclosing the terms of the deal, because that's not for us to know, say they expect to complete the transaction by early next year. Talk about what rule it is that they're getting ready for next. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Mrs. Schlafly is a constitutional attorney, pro-family leader, and author of 25 books, including the best-selling A Choice, Not an Echo. And now, here's the founder of Eagle Forum, Phyllis Schlafly. The outcome of our upcoming presidential election may be determined by whether felons vote in Virginia. Democratic Governor Terry McAuliffe, a close friend of Hillary Clinton, could receive a high-level position in her administration if she wins. Virginia limits its governors to only one term, so McAuliffe will need a new job in 2018. The Virginia Constitution prohibits most felons from voting, but this spring, Governor McAuliffe issued an unprecedented sweeping order authorizing felons to vote anyway. The Virginia Supreme Court subsequently struck down McAuliffe's order. The court ruled never before have any of the prior 71 Virginia governors issued a clemency order of any kind to a class of unnamed felons without regard for the nature of their crimes or any other individual circumstances relevant to the request. But rather than comply with this good ruling by the highest court in his state, Virginia Governor McAuliffe defiantly responded by indicating that he will get around it and authorize the 200,000 felons to vote anyway. McAuliffe plans to issue individual orders to each felon to allow him to vote. Convicted felons are not allowed to vote in some states, but where they are allowed to vote, 
they are expected to cast ballots for the Democratic Party in overwhelming percentages. The vast majority of the 200,000 convicted felons in Virginia are expected to cast their votes for Hillary Clinton if they're allowed. In 2012, Barack Obama won Virginia by less than 150,000 votes against Mitt Romney, so felons could easily tip the ballots. Is this the desperate means by which Hillary Clinton hopes to win? This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Eagle Forum. What can and should be done about double voting and voting by dead people, convicted felons, dogs, and illegal aliens? Write Eagle Forum Radio, Alton, Illinois, 62002, and ask for the latest on election fraud. That's Eagle Forum Radio, Alton, Illinois, 62002. Or go to eagleforum.org. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. <laughs> Welcome back. Wow. Patriot Radio News Hour. I, I'm torn between what's happening with Wells Fargo this morning as he's testifying back in front of Congress. Uh, the new judiciary rules being laid out by, by, by the government. And I'm laughing because I can't believe that this wasn't actually the rule all along. And I'll get to that part in a minute, but I want you to know that Wells Fargo has said that they're they're ending their sales goals initiative, which was which led to their problem. There's nothing wrong with setting a goal. First of all, right? The sales goal wasn't the problem, Wells Fargo. The problem was you essentially told $12 an hour employees you need to reach these goals or you're fired. And then you set these goals that were completely ridiculously unobtainable and created a culture where 5,000 300 employees apparently allegedly did wrongdoing without any of you ever knowing that it happened. Come on. The sales goal wasn't the problem. Right? We set goals here. Of course we do. Now we don't have anybody on commission or anything like that. Nothing bad happens if we don't make them. If anything, what we do and we don't is we try to talk about, and Wendy and I and Homer, Sarah, we'll try to talk about ideas about how we can what? Make it better. And I think it's one of these things, again, the real story here. What all of you need to understand, they are after your money. It's under assault, and it's not even yours. Right? Technically, the bank's like, hey, it's not your money. You're an unsecured creditor. We just decided to take a little bit of it. It's bad enough what the Federal Reserve is doing, right? That's bad enough. That's the slap in the face as it is.
right? If you're sitting there and you have a big savings account, maybe you have a hundred grand. Maybe you actually really did it, right? You got a million dollars, like on the TV, right? You're walking around with that big fat number. Well, at eight percent, you should be getting eighty thousand extra dollars a year. At a hundred thousand, at least you're getting an extra eight grand. Now you're getting nothing. And on top of that, your bank is coming up with every scheme that they can possibly dream up to whack you for fees. And we're the ones, you know what, it's our fault. We tolerate it. But let's get back to, to because let's face it, right, deposits, there's a lot of money there. Right? They're going after that. Then now they're going after those retirement accounts. And not just your 401Ks and your IRAs, your annuities, your insurance stuff, all of it. Let me read to you. Again, this is in the Wall Street Journal this morning. The Labor Department's new, they're calling it, fiduciary rule. It's set to take place, and I guess I was wrong. I thought it was taking place January 1st. Apparently, it's set to take place in April. I guess right after taxes, right? Why not? Now we'll hold advisors who work with tax-advantaged retirement savings. Okay, so anything, apparently, if you do... Uh, anything where you're hold, you know, paying the taxes later, then they're going to be involved. If you're doing something with uh, money that you'd already paid taxes on, right? You know, then apparently they're 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 free to rip you off. But if it's anything to do with the tax advantage retirement savings, now remember what I tell you, and I know it's hard for people. You've got an IRA, and let's just keep it simple. It's a million. It's a hundred thousand dollars. Okay, you got a hundred thousand. You don't have a hundred thousand dollars. You don't have that. If you have a four hundred one k, you don't have a hundred thousand dollars. You owe the taxes on that money. So let's just you know. Say you really own, you got a hundred thousand, but thirty thousand of it's the government. And if you try to take it out before you're fifty nine and a half, the government charges another ten grand. Right? Isn't that wonderful? But if you've got the government's money, well, they're going to try to protect themselves. That's how broke we really are. But this is the the law that I, I laughed when we were coming back to break. I was reading through this, and I thought for sure that this was the law the whole time. So here's what they said. It says that they're going to hold these advisors to a quote-unquote fiduciary standard, meaning that they must work in the best interest of their client. 
out of themselves, of their quiet, and that they they must generally, I don't know what generally means, avoid conflicts which can come up or come about with commission. Previously, advisors were required only to offer quote-unquote suitable guidance. (laughs) You know, hey, listen, let me tell you why you should buy this product, because it suits me really well. I'm going to make a big commission off of it. Don't really care how it suits you. But allegedly now, the federal government, at least on the tax advantage plan, is going to make sure that they're operating allegedly in your best interest. The stiffer rules for sales to millions of Americans. Right, already. Probably tens of millions. They've been letting us letting these people rip us off for how long now? finish this when we get back. The Dow's down almost a hundred points. Gold is unchanged at 1320. Uh, Silver is actually higher, about eight, nine cents, uh, almost $19.25. Our toll-free number, if you want to put some hard assets away, you want to get yourself some wealth insurance to protect yourself against all of these quote unquote financial products with these judiciaries, right? That only had to look out for their best interests the whole time. You know what's funny is a lot of you think you've been treated really well. I know this. You have no idea. You really don't. Because if you actually found out, if you're able to find out the truth about how much commission you actually paid, you would be disgusted and outraged. I mean, they're like these, uh, you know, I, I'll call them competitors, these horrible gold dealers that are out there that charge a 30 and 40% commission. That's what these people do. They just do it a little bit at a time. <laughs> right? And for some of them, like the annuities, it's more than a little bit right up front. But according to the Wall Street Journal this morning, it says that the stiffer rules for sales of millions of Americans are going to make life tough, well, tougher, for many different types of financial firms including insurers that sell annuities. You are not protected by having one of these instruments. You're just not. Now, it may work out for you. I'm not saying that it won't. But you are not protected. I know it said guarantee. I know. Right? But, you know, think about it. If it sounds too good to be true, isn't it? Hey, if you give me $100,000 today, when you die, 
I'm going to give your wife a million dollars. Sounds great. And you know what? It was actually somewhat possible when interest rates, when they go out and buy bonds and get 8%. We've done the studies, right? We have our actuaries. And we know that the average male in America lives to be this old. And we know that we're going to get 8 to 10% a year every year just by buying these bonds. And we know that if we get enough people involved, so we have the barring some horrible anomaly, the statistical average for life expectancy holds true. We can make that offer. Right? Because this guy, give us a hundred grand, we're going to give his wife a million, but he's going to live for 25 more years or 30 more years. On average, (laughs) we're going to clean up. (laughs) Right? Of course, now that there's, well, there's no return on 10 year notes, government bonds, now all of a sudden, The government needs to get involved because there's going to be a lot of trouble. And here's what's going to happen. You're going to see a ton of mergers as all of these companies are scrambling to try to cover it all up. This particular deal will help meet the needs of investors and retirement savers who want to do business in a fee-based advisor environment. After implementation of the fiduciary standard, we're giving everyone in the chain the opportunity to choose. We got to a point where we saw the power of this legislation and we saw the power of the Labor Department as an emerging force in this industry. Again, massive consolidation. And just think about it. You think I'm wrong? Think about all the things. I know it's hard. Something, you know, you've got to go back, go back to the 80s and the 90s. You still see them run these commercials t- today, right? Invest for the long term. Nobody even says that anymore. And they told you about how to save your money. And then as you get older, you buy, you don't do the stock market anymore because that's dangerous. (laughs) Right? I feel sorry for the people that were in the heart of their retirement during the financial crisis. What a horrible feeling that had to be. And when you got older, you bought these other products, like these annuities. You had the IRA, right? You had your 401k that you're maxing out at your work. And maybe the company's matching it or, you know, matching 25 cents on the dollar, whatever it may be, right? 
and they don't, this is how you build wealth, they told you. Of course, what most people don't realize is now you really just built the wealth of the people that run these companies. And now that all of a sudden we live in these, I guess, what, what do they call it? The new normal time. All of these great products that they sold to you aren't looking so good anymore. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Uh-oh, things happened quick. The Dow's now down almost 200 points. Uh, gold has now gone positive as well as Janet Yellen just came out and says that the Federal Reserve now standing at the ready to increase the, I guess, the amount of money uh, banks need to hold in reserve, saying that they, and I don't know if this, on my guess, this must have to do with what's happening at Deutsche Bank and now uh, Germany Commerce Bank, Germany's second largest bank, just made a major announcement saying they're letting go of over 20% of their workforce uh, as things seem to be getting a little worse here. Uh, so Janet Yellen, her, her direct quote, we do stand ready to impose higher capital requirements for banks I think that just really is a big indicator of, of what I've been telling you all along, which I think they're going to go negative rates, right? So banks banks are going to have to have a lot more money set aside. Uh, it looks like, I don't know, but something obviously has, we know that, that uh, Deutsche Bank was having trouble, right? That was Germany's largest bank this morning. We heard from Commerce Bank, the second largest bank. That now they're having trouble. I have no idea what the ramifications if either one of those or both of those banks fail. But I've got it. I I I can tell you it probably won't be good. I know that at least publicly that Germany is saying they will not bail them out. I'm going to tell you we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, but that news, all of this news here, just breaking here in the last little bit. This is why you can't right? you can't invest for the long term, right? The longer we go, it seems like the worst things seem to get. I mean, we're already in the worst financial recovery in history. I've been telling how long have I been telling you what they're doing makes no sense. These negative rates and rates at zero are killing these banks, killing these financial institutions. It's killing the annuities companies and the insurance companies, killing it all. That was not the model that they were based on. But somehow you think you're going to be okay? I mean, there's only one way. This, I mean, this is, this is just what happens. This is how fiat money ends. I mean, right? This is what we we know. We've seen the game played out over and over and over again. 
And, of course, they already know it. They're making all the plans. All of this stuff is tied together. These new rules are tied together with China joining the IMF and the special drawing rights, tied together with all of these banks getting ready with their blockchain and all that stuff and getting ready for electronic credits and Bitcoin. and all. It's all tied together. They're going to need to get to your cash. It's under attack. Hopefully you'll have something put away that they can't get to. That's where we come in. Call us, 800-951-0592. We'll see what tomorrow brings.